Good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. Hope you are doing well today. I praise God for this opportunity to be with you this morning on the Joy FM. I want to apologize early in case my voice starts going out some this morning. I'm just getting over a upper respiratory infection, they called it. I think there's a little bronchitis involved with it as well, but I'm feeling so much better. But my voice isn't all the way back yet, so if it starts going out on me as we go through today's program, I ask you to stay with me. We'll get through it. Well, I just praise God for every opportunity he gives us to share his word. And so I just praise God again for today and for all of you joining us this morning here on the Joy FM for Sunday morning with Love and Action. This morning, we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, and that's helping the poor and the importance of helping the poor and what the Bible says about that. So we're going to talk about that this morning. And before we do, we're going to go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, we thank you for another day. Lord, it's truly a blessing when we wake up each morning and you give us oxygen in our lungs. You give us strength to get up and get going. And Father, just thank you. Lord, you are so awesome in every way. And just want to give you all praise, all honor, and all glory for being the one and only true God, the most high God, the creator of heaven and earth and all that's within it. We thank you for loving us like no other does. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and for the salvation that you offer each and every one of us through your son, Jesus, who paid the price for all of our sins. And Father, I pray for those listening this morning who have not received that gift that you give us, you offer to each one of us of salvation through your son, Jesus. I pray today will be the day that people will call on the name of Jesus and be saved. Oh, Father, I just thank you for watching over all of us. You know each need in all of our lives and just want to lift them all up to you, Father God. Lord, there's others out there. There's a lot of sickness going on. And, Lord, I, I thank you for, for healing me and bringing me through that. And those who are, who are struggling right now, I pray for healing in the name of Jesus Christ. And, Father, we just ask you to bless this time we have together now, Holy Spirit. Teach us, guide us, lead us into all your truths. I pray, Father, we'll be doers of your word and not hearers only. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Here at Love and Action, as many of you know, some of you may not know, we've been proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through acts of compassion for going on 24 years now. And I praise God for that. And what that means is we're sharing Jesus. We're sharing his gospel as we meet needs. People need something to eat, so we help them with that food, and that meets a need, but then we tell them about Jesus Christ. And it's all about helping those who are less fortunate because God tells us throughout his word to do that. And as we do so, we're sharing Jesus with people, and we've just seen tens of thousands come to the Lord over the years here locally, but also in other parts of the world where God has opened up doors for us to, to share his gospel. And we just praise God for all of that. And as we continue to move forward in 2024, we see needs continue to rise. And as I've told our small staff here at Love and Action coming into this year, that those needs are going to keep increasing because just the, the climate that we're in right now, not talking about weather-wise, but 
politically, socially, economically, needs just continue to rise. And we see that happening again as gas prices are all of a sudden going back up to those ridiculous prices again. And every time that happens, that means everything else is going to go up in prices as well, as including food, which is already too expensive for a lot of people. And when you think about affording food, uh, just think about here in Dothan where we have over 14,000 people who live under the national poverty level. And so they're already living in extreme poverty for the U.S. So we already have a lot of people struggling. We have people who come to Love and Action, uh, obviously f- to help with groceries, but we have a lot of people who come just to get a meal because they're hungry. And we were discussing in our staff meeting just this past week how more and more people, before they leave, they're coming up and saying, thank you, thank you so much, because I really needed this meal today. So those needs are there. And as the body of Christ, we are to respond to those needs with the love of Jesus and help others. And we see that throughout Scripture. And we're going to look at some some Scripture today. Obviously, we don't have time to look at every piece of Scripture. But if you go through Genesis, through Revelation, you're going to see God telling us to take care of those who are in need. And that's why it's so important that we help the poor in our community and around the world as well. It's not just to be looking at our own backyard. Yes, we need to do that, and we have to do that, but we have to look around the world as well because here in the U.S., we have been blessed that we can help one another and we can also help others around the world who don't have that opportunity yet. For for example, in some of the countries that we are blessed to work with indigenous pastors in, they're third world nations. Take India, for example. There's not a love and action that has a kitchen cooking food for people each day. They just don't have that over there. They don't have the means and Uh, to do that with the resources. But here we can do that. And so we help folks here, but then overseas we help them as well uh, provide for widows, provide for orphans, and just help those who who are in need, all in proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. I remember during the COVID years of, of 2020, 2021 in Nepal, that country was really shut down and people were literally starving. And we were able to help our pastors there to get food to people. And they were so thankful because they said, look, nobody else cares for us, but you do. So you're you're talking about this Jesus. I want to know about him. You see, they didn't know anything about Jesus. But because we were able to help provide for a vital physical need, they were open to the gospel. And we're seeing people coming to the Lord then and, and even still now there in Nepal. And so it's just so important to reach out and help those who are in need. It's a mandate that God gives us. And we want to be obedient. As followers of Jesus Christ, we want to be obedient to Jesus. And as he commands us to follow him, we need to look at his ministry and see what Jesus taught, see what Jesus did, and follow suit. He says, follow me. He commands us to follow him. And so if we're going to follow somebody, we need to know about him, know what he does, and therefore we want to live like him. I want to live like Jesus. I want to be like my Lord. I just love him so much. You know, it's, it, it is about obedience. It's all about obedience. But I want to be obedient, not because like I have to, but because I love Jesus, and I just want to be obedient to him. He's done everything for me. He has saved my soul from eternal hell, and he's given me life right here on earth and life eternal with him. So I want to live for him, and I see what he's done in my life. I see what he does in other people's lives. He's just so amazing. So I want to be obedient to him, and that's that's the point where we all have to be as followers of Jesus, to be just desiring so much to be obedient to our Savior Jesus because we love him and we want to obey his commands. 
We see in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 15, where Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. So I love him. I want to keep his commands because I love him. Again, that's our heart. That, that's where our hearts have to be at. And it's, it's not hard because once we truly experience Jesus, truly experience his love, we can't help but love him back and be obedient to him. And I praise God that we live in a community where people certainly respond to this call of helping others. Uh, we do. I tell people, I've mentioned it here on this program before many times, and I've, I'll say it again here and anywhere else I go. We live in such an awesome community, uh, just uh, the best community in the world, I believe, because of the people. People are willing to help. People see a need, and they want to respond to it, and I praise God for that. And I would argue that there's more for us all to do. Uh, we, we don't ever need to become satisfied or, or just saying, okay, I've done enough. Now we need to keep going. And as those needs arise, to keep helping. And I'm not talking about government. We allowed government to take church the church's place a long time ago and dealing with poverty, and that hasn't helped. It's hurt more people than it's helped. So it's our job as the body of Christ to run to the pain, to run to those needs, and to help ease the struggles of our neighbors. And the Bible is so clear on that. I like this story that the late missionary and theologian E. Stanley Jones shared. He said, a Brahmin, which is an um, upper caste of the priesthood in, in the Hindu religion in India. And so uh, a Brahmin from India attended a meeting where Christians glowingly described how Christ had saved them. You people say you are saved, declared the Brahmin. So am I. As Christ saved you, so Krishna has saved me. The missionary in charge of the meeting replied, I'm very glad to hear that you are saved. Very glad indeed. Now we are going down to the outcast quarters and are going to see what we can do for these poor people. We will sit on their beds and in their houses and will share their lives to help them. Will you join us? The Brahmin looked down and said, well, Sahib, I'm saved, but I'm not saved that far. That's a powerful illustration, a powerful story that only through Jesus Christ can we be saved. And only through him can we be at that point in our lives where we are truly willing to help those in the most extreme situation. And there in India, he's talking about, I've been to India and I've seen poverty in India and it's, it's unlike anything we have here. And to be able to go out and help somebody on a consistent basis, you have to have the love of Jesus Christ to do that. And when the Brahmin said, well, I'm saved, but not that far saved, that's a question to ask. We need to ask ourselves, how saved are we? Well, we know you're either saved or you're not saved, right? We're either lost or we're saved. But the thing is, so many people are professing Christians, but yet don't do anything with their faith, not even telling others about it, much less helping those who are in need. And so we need to think about our salvation and say, have I really given my life to Jesus? Have I really received his forgiveness of sins and his life that he gives me? And what am I doing with that? Am I living out this life? Am I saved enough to take the gospel out of the church and into the lives of people who desperately need Jesus, who desperately need our help and desperately needs to hear the good news. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, you know, the, the sad fact of the matter is there's a number of church buildings that are located within poverty areas throughout the U.S. And those churches, the the only way that people know that they're actually in their community is because the building is there. 
the people who attend that those churches don't do anything within their community, and that's horrible because they are positioned in a place where there's a lot of poverty around them, a lot of people who need Jesus. And now, let me make this statement. Just because somebody's living in poverty don't mean they're lost. <laughs> there are a lot of believers and a lot of precious souls who love Jesus with all their heart, but they live in poverty, but they love Jesus. And in fact, some of the poorest places in this world that Martha and I have been to, we've met people who love Jesus more than anyone we've ever met before in our lives. And they have so much joy because of Jesus. So please understand me when I talk about sharing the gospel as we help people in need. We're sharing the gospel because there's a lot of people out there who need Jesus. But a lot of them who are in need too, they just need encouragement. They're brothers and sisters in Christ. And they just need encouragement and reminder that, hey, God hadn't forgotten. He sees you, he loves you, and he's here to, to take care of you. And when I think about churches that are located in impoverished areas and they're not going out to reach their neighborhoods or, or even other churches who they may not be in an impoverished area, but they still don't go out and reach impoverished neighborhoods, you know, I often ask why. And, I, and I've, I've been in discussions with, with other leaders in ministry uh, to talk about that, and it's, it's frustrating because, it's again, it's a great opportunity. Uh, you know, we, we shouldn't look at poverty as, as, as just a problem. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for the church to respond like we're supposed to, and it's an opportunity to share the gospel with people. And unfortunately, too many look at the poor and they're like, well, I, I don't want to get my hands dirty. Or what do they have to offer us? You know, that's, wow, that's a totally wrong way to look at an individual, at a person, at a fellow human, because it's not about what people can do for us. It's about what Jesus can do for them and what Jesus wants to do through us in the lives of other people. And as we reach out to people and we show them the love and they respond to the love of Christ, it's, it's just awesome. And you'll end up meeting some of the most wonderful people in your life when you set out to, to help those who are in need and just let God work through you that way. I can't tell you how many brothers and sisters over the years that I've been blessed to know and blessed to live this life with by just simply reaching out. And God will, will just do wonders, and it's awesome when we step out and do what he's called us to do. And as I mentioned earlier, Jesus tells us, follow me. And so let's look for a moment at Jesus, at, at the focus of his ministry. Let's start in Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 21. I just love this story. Luke chapter 1, verses 16 through 21. Jesus has he's started his ministry, and he goes back home to Nazareth, and he is in the temple, and they give him a scroll to read, and, and he reads it, and that's where we're going to pick up at. And Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue and stood up to read. And the scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed him. And he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of all the people in the synagogue were intently directed at him. Now he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus said this scripture from Isaiah, I have fulfilled it. It's amazing how the, the people there got offended at him because they, they knew Jesus. He was raised there, and they were starting to say, hey, isn't this that carpenter? 
the son of Mary and Joseph, and and even his family at that time. With obviously his mother Mary knew what was going on, but his brothers were like, "Okay, let's go get him because he's just lost his mind." So in his hometown, he but people just didn't believe him. And Jesus went on and addressed that as well. But that we're not going to get get to that part today. But Jesus, he said that he came to. We know he came to save those who are lost, but he says. Also that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him, and he's been anointed to preach the good news to the poor and to proclaim release to captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and set free those who are oppressed. And so when we look at some key words there, we see the word poor. We see captives, the blind, the oppressed. So those who were not in the upper echelon of a society, Jesus says, I've come to them. And we look at his ministry throughout the Gospels, and we see him constantly going to those who are in need, those who are poor, those the, the lepers. He healed them. He fed those who were hungry. He showed us time and time again how we are to live this life and how we are to follow him. And we read in Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46, just incredible saying from Jesus. And actually, this scripture here, too, is what love and action was founded upon. And so let's read this because Jesus, he is focused on the poor, and he wants us to be focused on helping the poor as well as we proclaim his gospel. So let's read that. Uh, Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 31. And Jesus is saying, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne, and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from one another, just as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right, but the goats on the, on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry, and feed you, or thirsty, and give you something to drink? And when did we see you as a stranger, and invite you in, or naked, and clothe you? And when did we see you sick, or in prison, and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, To the extent that you did it for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did it to me. So Jesus is telling us as we go out and we help those who are hungry, who are thirsty, take care of strangers, clothe those who need clothes, visit those who are sick and in prison, that as we do that, we're doing it unto him. And then he goes on further because many times people just stop right there, but we need to see the true implication of helping or not helping those in need. In verse 41, Jesus continues Then he will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed people, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they themselves will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger, naked or sick or in prison, did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me either. These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. 
That's taking it very seriously on what we do when we come across those in need. Jesus says when we reach out to others and we help others, we're doing it unto him. And if we don't respond, then we're not responding like he does. We're not following him. We're not true followers of Christ. If we're true followers of Christ, we're going to live like him. And we're going to be obedient to him. And again, it's not about salvation by works. There's nothing we can do in our own selves to be saved. There's not enough good works we can do to earn salvation. Jesus has done that. Jesus has paid the price for us. It's paid in full. He did it. And he gives that salvation to us if we just receive it. But the thing is, is when we receive Jesus, then a change takes place in our lives. We start living for him. And the things that we do to help others is just an outflow of his love that is in us, just flowing through us into the lives of others. Jesus, as we see throughout the Gospels, is very serious about taking care of others and helping others. And he wants us to do the same. And as I mentioned before, Throughout Scripture, you can see this. God is telling us how we are to live this life. And one great example of how serious God takes taking care of the poor is in Ezekiel. Chapter 16, verses 49 through 50, where God speaks through the prophet Ezekiel, saying, Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had arrogance, plenty of food, and carefree ease. But she did not help the poor and the needy. So they were haughty and committed abominations before me. Therefore, I removed them when I saw it. It is so intriguing to me that right here in Ezekiel, when God's talking about here's why Sodom was destroyed. He didn't talk about the rampant homosexuality that was taking place and all the immorality that was especially sexual immorality that was taking place, which we always hear about and talk about because that was happening and that was a major issue with Sodom and Gomorrah. But here, God chooses to tell us that they had plenty, yet they did not help the poor. They just took care of themselves. And that's a sin. That's a sin, according to the Word of God. And as believers, as followers of Jesus, we don't want to sin. We want to be obedient. And if it's that important to God, it should be that important to us to help those who are in need. And so just ask yourself this question. Am I reaching out to those who are in need? You know, God commands us to do so, as I've been mentioning here today. And we do it here at Love and Action because we know he's called us to minister to the homeless and to those living in poverty here and around the world. And with all the opportunities that are around us and wherever you live, you may be listening to this on the Internet and you live in another state somewhere. There's poverty around you as well. There's opportunities to make a big difference for the kingdom of God. And we have to take our eyes off of self. That's the key and put them on Jesus, and put them on others. And I love the scripture in Philippians, where Paul writes in Philippians 2, verses 3 through 5, Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility consider one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus. That scripture really hit home to me back in 2020 as everything was closed down and and people were just hurting and there was so much going on then. And it was an opportunity to run to the pain, to run to those needs and to help 
and to take this scripture and to put it into action in our lives, and that's to consider others more important than ourselves. Uh, because especially in 2020, when people did, really didn't know what was going on with COVID, and so there's a lot of fear out there. I thought about in Europe when the, the, the plague was, was, was raging, and the church ran to the people. Instead of running away and, and saying, well, I'm not going to go help them because I might get the plague. They said they need help and they need Jesus. So we, we're going to run to them. And that's what we did in 2020 was go out to the people, run to them. And wow, it was just an awesome year of ministry. So many people coming to the Lord. So many needs were helped. And we saw so many people in the body of Christ coming together to do just that. And it's just so beautiful and so awesome and so powerful. And that's what we're to do all the time. We're to look at others, consider others before ourselves. And that's how Jesus did, right? I mean, Jesus considered all of us before himself. He knew what was before him at the cross, but he went there anyway because he loves us, because he wants us to be with him forever and ever and ever. And we're to be like our Lord. And I'm so thankful people over the centuries have wanted to follow after Jesus. That's why it's so important and so good to go back and look at church history. And we don't have to go back too far for this story I'm about to share with you. It was uh, the turn of the 20th century. Uh, One morning, Bramwell Booth visited his elderly father, William Booth, who was the founder of the Salvation Army. And the elder Booth, he didn't waste any time on pleasantries. Booth cried, Bramwell, did you know that men slept out all night on the bridges? He had arrived in London the night before and had to cross the city to get home. What he had seen late in the evening moved him vigorously to ask this question of his son. Did you know that men slept out in the city at night? Well, yes, Bramwell replied. A lot of poor fellows do, I suppose. Then you ought to be ashamed of yourself, his father said, to have known it and to have done nothing for them. Bramwell pitifully said that he began to speak of the difficulties and how burdened they already were with the crushing burden of caring when nobody else seemed to care, but Booth would have none of it. He said, go and do something. We must do something. What can we do? Get them a shelter. That will cost money. Well, that's your affair. Booth said, something must be done. Get a hold of a warehouse and warm it. Find something to cover them. But mind, Bramwell, no coddling. And that was the beginning of the Salvation Army shelters because one man saw a need and he said, we must do something about it. We may not can go out and buy a warehouse. We may not can go out and buy a building to house a lot of people, but we can do something. You know, praise God, the Dothan Rescue Mission was started years ago and We have a shelter here in town for men and women to go to. And we know it's not always big enough because sometimes the need rises and sometimes the need drops. But praise God, somebody said we need a shelter, and they did something about it. I've mentioned that we're very blessed here in Dothan, and we are. There are many ministries out there, like Love and Action, who minister to the homeless, to the poor, and there's opportunities for the body of Christ to get involved with the different ministries, wherever God leads you to. Now, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. So I encourage you, join us at Love and Action or join another ministry that God's laid on your heart. Volunteer there. Donate financially there. Donate items like here at Love and Action. We go through a lot of food and a lot of hygiene items. Just get involved and run to the pain, not away from it. Run to it. I'll always remember what Pastor Matthew Barnett of the Los Angeles Dream Center said in a service I attended some 20 years ago. He said, when you 
put your feet in another man's shoes, you will never be the same. That is such a true saying. Doing what Jesus commands us to do is life-changing, and I know my life is so much better for it. As we end today, just want to encourage you. You're a believer in Jesus Christ. Share his love with others. Share your faith in him with others and help those who are in need. You're more than welcome to come join us here at Love and Action in any way you possibly can, as a volunteer, as a donor, however the Lord leads you. But I do encourage you to get get involved as well. Giving is awesome, is needed. We can't do what we do without finances. But also getting involved, volunteering is so, so important. You may think, well, I can't do that. Yes, you can. If you have Jesus Christ in you, you can do it. So just want to encourage you to. And you don't have to just come to a ministry like Love in Action. Right there in your own neighborhood, you may have neighbors who are in need, and you can reach out and help them in different ways. So just I encourage you, reach out to others, show them the love of Jesus, and help meet a need when you can. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior and Lord, oh, I encourage you, call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ today and be saved. Ask him to forgive you, to cleanse you of your sins. Repent of your sins, meaning turning from your ways and turning to Jesus. And just ask him to to save you, to forgive you, and he will. And he'll come into your life. And then get engaged with his word. Start reading the Gospel of John. I encourage you to start there. If you have any questions about anything we talked about today, I encourage you to reach out. Contact me at Love and Action. Our phone number is 334-494-4995. Or you can email me at ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a great rest of the day and a wonderful week coming up. Always knowing that Jesus loves you so much. He does. He loves you so very much. I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.